Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. And in the background, you might hear some bones being chewed. Those are being chewed by Bane and Bruce, as usual. And Joker, actually, our... Uh, our stepson. Our stepson. Our friend's dog that we're watching. Uh, so the three... The, the three Batman characters are here tonight as well. But uh, so this is the third movie, obviously, of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, trilogy at this point. Um, directed, Written and directed by James Gunn, as the previous two were. Uh, this takes place after everything that we saw in the, um, what do you call it? Like the Infinity Stone timeline, you know, with Thanos and all that stuff. Um but anyway, so this movie focuses much more on Rocket Raccoon, uh, Bradley Cooper's character, the, the one he voices. Um, and as you can tell by the trailer, it goes back to his, uh, his kind of like his origin story as how he became this talking raccoon, even though he, he tells everyone he's not a raccoon. <laughs> but uh, so you get more information on that and it ties into the main story which is that um, they're trying to, I mean, in the, the whole movie is the, the guardians are trying to save rocket. Um, and yeah, that's pretty, I mean, there's a lot going yeah, he on. He gets hurt in the beginning. He gets hurt. Yeah. I guess that's not giving anything away. Him. Yeah. So we're not giving anything away by saying that he gets hurt and exactly. They're trying to save him because part of his experimentation that they did on him was they put this kind of, um, what do they call it? Like a, like a device on his heart that would basically explode if they kill tried switch. to, yeah, kill switch. If they, if anybody tries to like tamper with him or try to do anything to save his life, I guess <clears throat> it would, it could set it off and kill him instantly. So they're trying to figure out how to bypass that to save him. Um, yeah, there's lots of cameos in here, voice cameos that I'll go over later, but, um, Anyway, we'll get more into the, the details of the movie itself. Sam, what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was great. And I didn't have high hopes for this movie because a lot of the Marvel movies have not been as great lately. Yeah, let's just say that this last phase, Phase 4, and even the start of Phase 5, has been pretty hit or miss it's been you know very iffy on the 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 quality of the films yeah and i really don't remember much you know since the last one and i just really wasn't looking forward to this one not that i wasn't looking forward to it i guess but just that like i wasn't as hyped about it as i was all the other marvel movies right, right? right. so i was just like kind of like oh okay we'll just see what happens and i was pleasantly surprised it was a really good movie i mean all three Guardians movies are are pretty much great. So, yeah, like I would I'm glad say, this was good too. <laughs> I know this is a weird comparison to make, but I would say the the batting average or whatever you want to whatever whatever metaphor as uh, Drax would say <laughs> you want to compare it to. I would say this is the best trilogy of the movies uh, aside from like the Captain America I'd trilogy. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, Captain America is my favorite yeah. trilogy, and I think this would tie it for me actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but with that being said, with this being a great, fantastic movie, I don't think I could ever watch this movie again because it I, just yeah. made me cry so much. Like, this movie was so real. Like, this movie got dark. 
Yeah, it got really dark. And that's what I was going to say. Like, as I'm watching this, I'm going, this is probably the darkest the, the, the MCU has gotten to this point in terms of the, it just, so you're seeing Rocket's background. I'm not going to give too much away, but you're seeing his background and every part you think, okay, this is probably the worst it's going to get, the, the worst it's going to be. Every time they show him again, it, it gets worse and it yeah. gets worse. And it's just like, it's just so sad. I was thinking like for like young kids, because you know, there's lots of kids that yeah. go see these. I was like, this is going to either, this is going to probably upset a lot of kids, I would think. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. I was like, man, this is upsetting me. And I hope it upsets kids. I hope it opens their eyes to what is going on because that kind of stuff happens in real life. Like, you know, like obviously Rocket was experimented on. That's how he became Rocket. And we people today do animal testing and yeah. experimentation and not just on animals. They're cloning people yeah. like they're trying to clone people. They're doing experiments on people with different, you know, drugs and, you know, different all kinds of things. Right. So like to see it in a movie at a young age, I hope it affects kids and wakes them up to to realize like, oh, my God, like there are people like this in this world that do experiment on animals and it's not right. It yeah. makes me feel sad. It upsets me. And the 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 excuse that the villain uses in this movie is uh, is always that he's trying to make things better. So he's trying to he's trying to improve upon what was done before. So it's 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 and that and that's exactly what we do in in real life, right? It's it we rationalize things by saying, well, we're yes, you know, it it might cause some pain or some suffering to these animals, but we're doing it so that we can make sure make it works. pretty because we know they can wear <laughs> right. this lipstick now right. or, you know, this lotion. Like, you know, there's so many cosmetics and there's so many different types of, you know, soaps and things that are tested on animals to see what kind of reaction they right. have to it to see if it's safe enough for us. Right, because we wouldn't test it on humans. That would, that would be cruel. <laughs> right. So, so it's, you know... I I love animals. That's why I'm a vegan. And yeah. it ever since I was little, I think even a lot of the Disney movies where like the animated movies where basically all the animals talked in all of the animated Disney movies growing up, right? So even then as a kid, like I remember crying watching like Dumbo and you know other Bambi, Fox and the Hound, just my heart breaking because I knew these animals had felt fear and pain you know and happiness and love like they they do feel all those feelings like they get scared and um so i hope that these movies do for today's kids what dis like disney animated movies did for me when i watched them when i was younger yes they were traumatizing yes they made me sad and cry but it helped me to empathize with you know animals yeah. and just people who who need help you know who yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it could transfer not only to animals but to to the people yeah. that are are in in pain or suffering. You know that that yeah, you should be a voice for the voiceless. Right, you know, we've always heard that. Even so though that's, we, that's what that is. Even though you don't know them personally, it's about like you said, empathy. I was really, I, I'll be honest with you, I was really worried for you going into this movie only because I, I just from the glimpses of the trailers and then from what I'd seen glimpses of online, I knew it was going to deal a lot with with rocket and those four yeah. those three friends of his and i was like 
I know this isn't going to end well because we never see those three friends again. Yeah. So. And I think that's also why I didn't want to see it either because yeah. I kind of knew from the trailers. Yeah. I was like, oh, God dang it. Like, they're going to go into it. But, you know, whatever. I, I saw it. And I'm glad I saw it because it was really a great movie. It really was. Like, and the message was great too. You know, it's like, you know, you don't want to save just people that you see in cages you you have to save everybody you right. know like even if they're animals they're other creatures they're other species like even other alien things blobs that you don't even know what it is like it shouldn't we should not be caging other sentient beings and torturing them um but yeah i really liked the villain because in his mind he was justified well every villain thinks they're justified but you know, he thought he was playing God and he thought he could, you know, make things perfect and he wanted to make a perfect society. And, that, you know, that's why he was trying to make these perfect beings. And I, I just liked him because he was so evil. That's why I liked him, because he was such a perfect <clears throat> evil villain. And that's what I was going to say. Like, he's honestly I'm, I'm, I was trying to think back. He's the first MCU villain that I've actually, like, hated. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Even Thanos, I was like, yeah, he sucks. He killed every, half the planet. But I was like, I don't know. I could kind of see his rationalization. He was never like cruel about it. He had this he like. He wanted it fair. Right, he always said, right, I'm fair. Right. I'm, I want it randomized, right? right? right. So let's so, I mean, be fair about it. Obviously, you're not on his side, but I never like hated Thanos. And this guy, yeah. I was I was just like, God, I want this guy to get killed yeah. or hit or something bad happened to him because yeah. he was just so loathsome. Yes. So. <laughs> so that's why I thought they did such a great job with this villain um, because I, I hated him. I hated him to his core, right? And like you said, you wanted to see him suffer. You wanted him to die. And he he just did an excellent job. Yeah, he really he, he, that guy did really, really good because he just played it so well. His anger, like his emotion and, you know, how he treated everybody. It's just... God, he just played it perfect. They wrote that character perfectly. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Guardians are the Guardians, and they're just funny. You love them. You're, they're still your lovable, you know, um, what, is, what are they called? Misfits? Yeah. Uh, I will, I, I gotta, I guess, refresh people's memories. So, Gamora, if you remember, uh, was, spoiler alert, killed in infinity war by thanos he she, he throws her off like that that uh rock or that that cliff so that he can obtain the one of the stones so and then i think in the in uh the second part of that which is what infinity war endgame she returns but it's not that version it's a different timeline so they, they mess with the whole time travel thing and it's the a different uh, timeline uh, version of Gamora, which is a Gamora that never became part of the Guardians. So, th- in this movie, that's how that's how she's portrayed. She, it's basically like yeah. they're starting over with her. She still hates her sister. She doesn't like Quill, even though he keeps trying to say like, "Hey, we used to be a couple." And she's like, "Yeah, that's never gonna happen." <laughs> so that that's what you're seeing here. It's weird. It's weird. Like a lot of people forgot that that happened. I think because even at work, people were like. I don't understand how Gamora's there. And I was like, remember, she came back. Hello? She's in the second timeline. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but why doesn't she remember anybody? I was like, because that's not the same it's not Gamora. Really her. Yeah, so. It's her, but it's not her. So, it's, it's, so you get this kind of new 
like a reset. It's a reset on the dynamics between the the guardians. So. Yeah. And then yeah. of course Nebula is now like part of them, and she's like a good a good guy, you know. Yeah. But and it still works, even though yeah, Gamora is playing a different Gamora. Like the everything still works because she's still Gamora, yeah. you know. Like she's still yeah. a good person at heart, and even though she may not seem like it sometimes like she is and i really liked her look in this one too because they have her hair really long and it looks kind of um kind of like she has dreads Mm -hmm. and it it just looks really cool like her look looks really cool in this movie um oh and that's because she's a ravager i think that's why they made her look a little different yeah so now she's part of that ravager group that that quill used to be a part of yeah But yeah, Gamora was always Rocket was always my favorite guardian, and then it was Gamora and Drax were my next favorite yeah. guardians. Um, oh, and then of course you get Mantis too, which which was added in the second yeah. uh, one. She's the one with the little antennas, and she she's hilarious too because her and Drax make a good team, a good yeah, pair. Yeah, they do. Drax so hilarious. He's always hilarious. Dave Bautista is my second boyfriend. <laughs> but, you know, he always plays a character perfectly. Like, yeah. he's so funny. Um, I didn't mind what's-his-face. Um, you know, I know I, we complain a lot about... What's his, what's his name? Not Chris his Pratt? Character. Yeah, Chris Pratt. <laughs> you know, we always say, like, ever since he lost weight, like, he's just not the same anymore. Like, he just, he's not Andy. I really don't like the guy. But <laughs> he's not Andy from uh, Parks and Rec anymore. Yeah. No, but he plays Peter Quill so well. Yeah, he's perfect for that. Yeah. Perfect for this role. And again, like, you know, when he first lost Gamora. Yeah. The he's way good at he the emotional played, He is. He really is. The way he played that, like, I was in tears instantly. And then in this one, like, you know, he's, he's like trying to save Rocket and he gets really sad at one point. And I was just like, oh, like it killed me. Like, you know, I cried so much in this movie. Um, so yeah, I, was I, like, I really liked his character. I hate to, not I hate to admit it. It's just, it was just a weird reaction that I had. And I think it was because I was trying to hold in or uh-huh. stifle my, my emotions that I started like almost trembling. And I was like, this is like, this is like. And it's funny because as I looked around and you could, I saw like several grown men doing the, the, trying to like act like they were like scratching, but they were clearly (laughs) wiping under their glasses or wiping their, their tears. It was, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's one of those. It it really is. It really is. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I really, it was, the story itself was written so well. Yeah. All the characters were written so well. They were played so well. You know, I, I really, I really did like this movie. This is a great movie. So I highly recommend it. But just know that you will see things that are upsetting. So, I mean, if you can bear it just to see the movie, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. it. It really is worth watching. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it as well. I'm just going to make some points, I guess, about things that were... There's so, like I said, there's so many voices in this because there's like all these different animals and, but it's interesting to me how they, they used a lot of existing Marvel character actors as voices. Yeah, there's, like I know Linda. Ca- so Linda Cardellini, Cardellini was the voice of Ly- uh, Lila, which was this like sea otter, one of the animals that's been experimented on, and of course she played uh, Clint Barton's wife, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then the voice okay. of. 
Hawkeye, there you go. And then Floor, which was this like rabbit that had also been experimented on, was voiced by uh, I think her name is Michaela Hoover. She's barely in the first Guardians, but she's she. I, I just remember her as girl on tablet. So like Glenn Close is like barking out orders, and this girl is right next to her like on this tablet. That she's the voice of that. Yeah. But I remember her though. That's funny you say that. I remember her because every time I watch the movie, I'm like, I wonder how you get that role. Like, because I remember thinking, girl like, oh, tablet. that girl's really pretty, but she didn't have a single line right. in this movie. Right. That's so funny. So they used her for this. Um, that's good. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. That war pig. That's like one of the guards. That's voiced by Judy Greer, which I just ah. found. I was, I was looking at the credits. Um, and she's, of course, uh, in Ant- the Ant-Man movies as uh, Scott Lang's ex-wife. Uh, what was the other one that I- – oh, the pink girl that was um, – uh-huh. the one that was at the at the Ura desk. Yeah, Ura or Ura. That was Daniela Melchior, I believe is her name. She wasn't in a Marvel movie, but she was in uh, Suicide Squad as the rat catcher. She was the girl that had all the, the rats. So, and of course, that was directed by James Gunn also. But I just found it really interesting that they, they used all these different actors that have been in different roles in the Marvel movies as these, these voice characters. Oh, and um, the dog Cosmo was voiced by that girl that we saw in Bodies, 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 the, the, the one that was a foreign girl. That oh, really? And of course, she was also in the Borat movie as as his daughter or whatever. But she was the voice of the the dog, the oh, Cosmo, the dog, that's funny. Uh, who's also a new addition to the the movies. He's he's made appearances in in the Guardians thing, I think, before or she, I should say. But uh, you never really heard her speak or anything. But oh, the dog, the dog, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, and also, I mean, this is. The same with all the Guardians movies, but I love the soundtrack on this one because in the previous oh, yeah, two, it was a lot of like seven, which I love the seventies, of course. I love all music, but a lot it focused a lot on like seventies and a little bit of eighties. But this one was really like nineties. I mean, they had for, it opens with, of course. I mean, I I have to give it extra points because I'm a huge Radiohead fan. <laughs> it opens with uh, acoustic version of Creep uh, by Radiohead and um, with Rocket singing along. And there's like uh, there was a Flaming Lips song in there. There was uh, f- uh, Faith No More, Space Hog. There was one other one from the '90s that I was like, "Dang, they just stuffed this full of like songs from the '90s." That I was like, I just thought it was really really cool. Last stop to or was it to Brooklyn? What's oh yeah, that's an '80s song. But yeah, Beastie Boys, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No sleep, yeah. But yeah, it's always it's stacked with um, with cool songs in my opinion. Me, 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 me. Oh yeah, Heart. Crazy on you, yeah. Which was also I used. That was in it. Yeah, that was in it. But which that was also used in. Uh, <laughs> I just always associate that song with Harold and Kumar. That love scene he has with the the bag of weed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other thing. But um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I just really like the music as usual. And um, there's one other yeah, thing I was gonna say. Track. Oh, and it's funny because this whole time we we're discussing all this. We haven't even mentioned the fact that Warlock finally makes his appearance in this movie. Um, uh, yeah. And he was hinted at at the end of Guardians 2. It ends with uh, that, I forgot her name, her character's name, but uh, Elizabeth Debicki, I believe is the actress's name. She hints at the fact that she calls him Adam is like in his pod or whatever. And so all the nerds were like, oh, that's Warlock, that's Warlock, he's going to come out. And then, of course, it's been like, what, six years since that movie came out? And we finally get Warlock, who's played by um, 
Will Poulter, the guy with the crazy eyebrows. Yeah. I always think of him as the guy with the crazy eyebrows. He's been on a lot of stuff. You'll recognize him when yeah. you see him. But um, I don't know how I don't know much about that character, Adam Warlock, in, in the comics. But I feel like they made him really goofy in this movie. Like he's yeah. supposed to be, I think, this really powerful being, which he is. He's super powerful. Uh, and that's how the movie starts. He just comes out of nowhere and starts attacking, and they're like, "What the hell? Where did this? Who is this guy? Why? Where did he come from?" But he's played like as a real dumb guy. Like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty disappointed with this character because I feel like they built they it built up, it up a lot, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's gonna be really. I thought he was gonna be the, villain. the main villain. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, he just wasn't, and so. He didn't really get a lot of screen time, so I was like, "What?" Yeah, I and, forgot about him. And that's what I was gonna say is that that if if I have any complaint with the movie, it's that it felt, especially towards the end, it felt like there was too much going on, like it was overstuffed. I think I feel like that that mm-hmm. whole plot line, it 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 was integral to the story overall about this guy that created, you know, that was yeah. experimenting and creating all these different species and stuff. It tied into that, but it just felt like. Oh shoot! Now we have to get get back to this story. I forgot about this guy because all of a sudden you cut to Warlock, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that this guy's still zipping around yeah. doing stuff." And <laughs> we got to tie up his story. And line. it's so funny because <laughs> at one point, like you you forget about him, yeah, right? Like you really and do. and so the whole team's getting ready to get back into the thick of things, right? And then you kind of see like a flash or whatever, and then you just hear Peter Quill like, "Oh come on!" <laughs> and then you like. You think about like he's coming in to like fight them again. It's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah this I forgot guy. about that guy. And you're like, God dang, it's kind of like a fly. Like you're trying to like just, just get away, like just annoying yeah. me at this point. But no, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with with that because I just thought it was gonna be he was gonna be bigger a bigger yeah. part in this movie. But like you said, it, it was part of like the story that mm-hmm. you know it, i think it is important and i think it's going to be more he his character is going to be more yeah. important later down the line yeah is and you, what i'm guessing and you definitely see that like towards the end of the movie yeah. you're like okay he's he's still like important to the storyline or to whatever's going on yeah but um yeah and then of course there you know i i don't even need to say it at this point if you're a marvel fan but of course there's there's a pre what is it like the credit scene and then there's the post credit scene the post credit scene in this one i'm not going to give it away but it's not um it's more similar to like the avengers post credit scene where it's it's funny to see but it's not gonna be anything that you're gonna be like oh man i'm sorry i i, I missed the the post credit scene you yeah. know um because it really doesn't it's not like oh this is gonna tie into the next movie or whatever it has it's not one of those kind of scenes although it does end with like this person will return or whatever so yeah that's about it but uh yeah i really it was a really great ending to the trilogy that's what i was gonna say at the end of the movie because uh i saw a post from james gunn the other day that said when 11 years ago which is when um i guess when he started working on the first guardians or whatever or when it first came out he said uh I think when he first started working on it, he was, he didn't, he said he didn't want to make, uh, another star Wars or make a movie like star Wars. He wanted to make a movie that made him feel like how he felt when he first watched star Wars as a kid. And I was like, Oh dude, that's great. That's amazing. Because I remember watching guardians and this is before the, the sequel trilogy had come out. 
And so all we had were the originals and the prequel trilogy. And I, I remember coming out of that and going, that's how you make a Star Wars movie. Because <laughs> I was so upset at the prequel trilogy. I was like, that's how you make, that's how the, the prequel trilogy should have been. It was fun. You know, it wasn't these boring movies that I was just like, wanted to finish, hurry up and finish. It, it made me feel like, like I did when I watched the original trilogy. And I was like, that's, yeah. I was like, he did what he set out to do. Um, cause even the characters kind of reminded me like of a Han Solo type, you know, you have like each character has that, those same kind of qualities. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. But like, even like Gamora being the love interest, yeah. she's still a badass, yeah. just like Princess Leia. Exactly. Was. She's not just like a, a damsel in distress or right. whatever. So the reason I bring that up is because watching this, especially the ending, it really reminded me of Return of the Jedi, which is everyone celebrating at the end, the Ewoks are all dancing and it's like, do, 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 do. It just it really felt like this was the end of that trilogy and I was like I was like it really had that that this Star Wars energy to it but like the old school Star Wars where it was just still a fun fun movie you weren't you weren't um <laughs> trying to think of like uh you weren't worried about prequels and sequel trilogies and all that stuff you were just worried about that that main story and so uh I really liked the way it it wrapped it all up you know at the yeah. end but but yeah, be ready to cry. Bring some tissues. Bring a, a shoulder to cry on. Don't be afraid to show your your tears because everyone, I guarantee, the person behind you is doing the same thing. Yeah, I cried so much. I know. I was like, oh my god. But it really was a fantastic movie. Yeah, it really it was, was a really great good. story. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, this is uh, honestly one of the best Marvel movies I've seen mm-hmm. in a while. Probably since No Way No Way Home, the Spider Man movie, because I mean Thor was a disappointment mm-hmm. majorly. Doctor Doctor Strange was a disappointment to me. I haven't. I can't think of anything. Ant Man was okay. It wasn't as bad as everyone said, but it wasn't like oh my god, this was amazing. Yeah, this was the first one that made me like emotional and just like like No Way Home or yeah. End, End Game. Those movies, those big movies. This almost felt like an Avengers movie at certain points. Like it was so big and epic. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, highly recommended. Uh, James Gunn. I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with the the DC universe. Yeah, because that <laughs> guy clean can that make shit some up. Movies, man, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's whip whip DC in back into shape. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I guess that was it for for that. Unless you had anything else to add. Um, yeah, really good movie. Uh, I guess that wraps it up for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And for Guardians of the Galaxy, probably altogether. Um, at least in terms of those movies. But uh, yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. And also uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That way you're sure to get our newest episodes. And we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.